Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of What the Trend. The podcast wherein I invite guests from multiple industries to discuss various trends prevailing within them. Guys, we all know 2020 was a crazy year, especially because of the COVID pandemic. But during this time, a lot of things have changed. Right from Google's algorithm to the rise of new trends such as voice search, which has been roughly controlling 50% of the searches, and the use of smart speakers like Alexa or Google Assistants, wherein brands are creating campaigns like flash briefings or gamifications or beat podcasts which are popular on platforms like Spotify. Moreover, there's a saying that no two people are similar. And that's the difference between the two cultures and the two countries which every global brand would incorporate while creating a campaign. and to further discuss this new trend and the concept of global marketing incorporating the cultural differences i would like to welcome mr johnny pollock who is the founder and ceo of the international branding and marketing firm mantra media and atelier japan with over 20 years of experience in branding, marketing and strategy he has consulted with the European Parliament, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, British Member of Parliament, the NHS, the UKTI and the plethora of others. He has been featured on Good Morning Britain, the BBC Political Debates, BBC Radio Oscar Radio, Ashi Shimbun, Forbes and many more. And I would like to welcome him. Actually, I'm very pleased and excited to have an amazing conversation with him. And I would like to welcome Johnny on this podcast. Hello Johnny. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? How how are you coping with the lockdown and other new new year resolutions? Uh no resolutions. Um uh everything kind of worked last year. So <laughs> even with all the challenges, everything went in the right direction. So uh being consistent and staying on top to what uh what we're trying to achieve is is definitely the core. Staying on course, I would say. uh it's been a great start to the year um even with mm-hmm. challenges so as a business uh everything's going in the right direction ah oh, that's wonderful because i remember starting my 2021 with resolution of eating healthy food but like in just 2 days i ended up munching on mcdonald's burger and i think it's just like now in the bin <laughs> oh gosh. I've not had McDonald's in uh possibly over a decade. Uh, <laughs> it's uh it's uh, yeah, I, I I try and stay away from fast food at all costs. I think, uh, I think people have to be as gentle on themselves as they can at the moment. Uh, 
people may may have resolutions. It might not be the easiest time to commit, uh, mm -hmm. particularly when people are struggling uh, with all the challenges that they're facing on a on almost a daily basis. So uh, it's 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 difficult, but consistency is key. I think if people can do little bits every day, just mm -hmm. to give themselves the the care and the love that they they need, then everything will go in the right direction. That's true. That's so true. And Johnny, uh, would you like to tell us more about about your agency, uh, Mantra Media? Of course. So uh, Mantra Media is a branding and marketing firm based in and Japan. operates over five continents. So we deliver a lot of uh, international, national, and micro campaigns. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, to give you a flavour of that, we did a campaign in 2017 with the UK mm -hmm. uh, working alongside stakeholders such as PwC, Rolls-Royce, etc. Mm -hmm. to diversify mentorship in British schools and uh, obviously a, a fantastic course and, and help a lot of young people. Last mm -hmm. we did a national campaign for Together Women. Mm -hmm. Again, a very successful campaign. We created a graphic novel. It was then uh, released digitally in episodes mm. to help young women understand uh, some of the challenges they could face if they went to certain rates. So that was a, a really, really powerful campaign. And the charity said they had more young people than ever before reaching out for support. Wow. Challenge communities. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2018, we did a international campaign uh, for veterans. Mm -hmm. We travelled four and a half thousand kilometres across Australia uh, for the Invictus Games, and uh, that was again a, another really wonderful campaign. But we don't all we don't just work with you know governments, and, mm -hmm. as you know from your research, we, we do a lot with the Japanese government. Uh, mm -hmm. But we also work with micro businesses, so everybody from consultants, and we have lots and lots of independent consultants on our books. Mm -hmm. who help, uh, get people to their seminars, so their online mm -hmm. if they need attendees. Mm -hmm. we help, uh, small brands like chocolate makers and small mm -hmm. retail stores, all the way up, obviously, to national retail stores as well. So. Mm -hmm. The breadth of what we do is is very big. That's amazing. And I think that was like a really good insight uh, to what Mantra Media does. And as you mentioned that uh, Mantra Media operates in Japan and UK as well, which I think is a great combination of Asia and Western world. Um, I'm sure there might be some cultural differences as well. So what significant role these differences play while developing a brand campaign? That's a really interesting question. I thank you for asking that. In developing a campaign, um, it, it really depends. So it's more mm. about the sector of the business that this impacts. So mm. Culturally, how do we operate and how do we work across continents? Mm. We try to adapt some uh, practices mm -hmm. 
ways of working from Japan and marry those with some activities and involvement into the UK. So we have a very collectivistic culture. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone is valued, whether you've worked at Manfred for two days, two years or two decades, mm -hmm. your voice is valued. There's a collective and individual responsibility. So people take ownership of their work in a very passionate way. They love what they do. And we, we try and mix these two uh, cultures. I mean, there's, there's something in the philosophy called Kaizen, about constant improvement. So you always, no matter where you are in your business, whatever deliverable you're creating for a client, you're constantly improving it. You constantly, how can I make this better? And that's, a, that's something that we do with everything, all our processes and structures in the back office, the way that we communicate with clients and prospective customers. From the British side, there's obviously we're a very individualistic. So again, that comes from that, that there are elements of that that we incorporate. So individual responsibility, uh, everybody having the confidence, uh, the resilience to be themselves hmm. for people to way. Uh, when we're creating campaigns, the cultural, obviously we are continent, so cultural aspects only come into play when we're targeting a very specific region in a particular country. Mm -hmm. trying to ensure the nuance of the messaging really makes them feel something that the client gets the actions they need. Ah, that's interesting. And I also remember uh, a few days back you mentioning that um, when it comes to these kind of emotions, you know, and Japan is is more like uh, like humor, you know, where, where in uh, UK is, is more towards logic and rational. Would, would you like, like to tell us more about about these kind of emotions used in advertising? Yeah, of course. So Japan has, and and this is this comes from a his, history. Uh, mm. So in the UK, we had the, you know, across Europe, we had the Enlightenment period, which was mm. expansive uh, rationalism, mm -hmm. and, uh, scientific observation. Inquiry. Mm -hmm. It's permeated most things um, and an incredible amount of positive growth and uh, intellectual advancement is mm. has come from that. Uh, period made us very standoffish uh, and that's where we got that stiff upper lip and it was all about this you know behaving in a way that's unemotional in some sense. um and there's lots of things that's impacted the cultural landscape of, of how companies communicate or don't communicate as openly as they could, that authenticity. In Japan, it's different. They didn't have the Enlightenment period the way that we did. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they had a feudal system until very recently in history. Mm -hmm. A lot of their, so they obviously they're not a Christian-based cu culture. They're a 
more a Shinto-based culture, which is very much mm-hmm. honor, respect, and um, you look after, everyone looks after each other. It uh, suffers mm-hmm. from so many uh, environmental disasters, tsunami or the, the yeah. or, or obviously huge amounts of earthquake, earthquakes, earthquakes, uh, tech movement. It's all these things impact on collectivism. So everybody needs to know that they can trust each other. So and that rubs away to the individualism, unfortunately. So, so for, for me, I find in Japan, because of these things, there's this emphasis on collective, <clears throat> emphasis on humour, you know, we're all laughing together. In the UK, it's very different. There's this individualistic uh, focus. And marketing here has been very drab and very boring for a long time. (laughs) Uh, There's there's some stuff that's fun sometimes and some things that have an artistic direction, which is beautiful. But I would say on the whole, the UK takes itself far too seriously and doesn't adapt quickly enough when it comes to the marketing landscape, not compared to its counterparts across the globe. Mm. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, but out, out of curiosity, how according to you, um, a global brand like Unilever or PNG would incorporate these cultural differences in their global campaigns? Like, uh, say, India, for instance, is more emotional and relationship-oriented. Whereas, as, as we said UK, it's more uh, logical, rational, uh, creative as well. So what are your views on it? My views are that you have to speak, you have to speak to your audience in the way that they understand, mm-hmm. no matter where they are in the world. So mm-hmm. when we're working with global businesses, mm-hmm. say, look, we want to enter this new market. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just use, and sometimes uh, companies, can we just translate our materials? Uh, and, you know, the, the the horror that some people do is they just use Google Translate and hope it works. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you, have to under, you have to think about, um, it's, the, it's not just translating, it's transliteration, isn't it? So it's understanding the cultural aspects, uh, Getting to know uh, native speakers, mm-hmm. other nuances that impact messaging. One mm-hmm. one culture could mean completely opposite because there's inference as well. The same words in different cultures can can infer can, can create a different inference, which yeah. projects different emotions. Everything down to type, color lexical choice everything has impact so for me as a as and and the way that we operate as a business we take all of this into in uh, we think it's silly not to yeah that's 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 very true as you said you know i i also believe that impactful marketing is really important to uh make our customers or audiences believe in that brand and then that sort of makes them a a loyal customer in a way. And uh, talking about these evolving marketing funnels, you know, right from using blanket advertising to digital 
and recently with voice marketing i believe has been dominating the industry um today um like i think brands are sort of trying to use voice marketing be it spotify podcast or using alexa to deliver their brand messages across um like i remember coming across this article where in queen used alexa's flash briefing features to wish every british uh, person a safe and happy christmas and holiday season so how do you see that brands are responding to these new trends do you think there might be some challenges uh, for an agency to sort of um, make brands believe that these kind of new trends of voice marketing would actually make wonders to their Uh, campaigns or their brand objectives. I think we're just getting started with voice. Mm-hmm. It's we could we could move at scale with this. We really mm-hmm. the challenge is the yeah, particularly in the UK the adoption of let's say new to it's not new technology but let's say new technology mm-hmm. new ways of communicating. Mm-hmm. Are so slow, so slow. Mm-hmm. So me, I was working with businesses and musicians twenty-one years ago. We're mm-hmm. developing communities in MySpace. Mm-hmm. Most people weren't listening. Social media wasn't a term at the time. Mm-hmm. In two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. I was trying to convince businesses to use Facebook. Mm-hmm. Again, it didn't. It, it was twenty fourteen. Seven years later, the businesses really started to take it seriously. And mm-hmm. by the time that lots of businesses got on board, you know, twenty fifteen, it was time mm-hmm. when it was turning the other way, and it was getting harder. You know. Mm-hmm. spends and everything else you had to spend a lot more money to to get that reach so i think this is the same with boys so i wrote an article i think two years ago on my mm-hmm. about uh voice being incorporated into seo i think mm-hmm. like snippets in our websites need to be and we do to make sure that uh back end seo side is not It's, it's also aligned to how somebody would search using voice devices rather than just mm-hmm. typing, because this is this is expanding massively. I, I think I've wrote multiple articles on this actually. On voice is the future. It really is of, of certain, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people. Um, I think uh, I think the adoption. In the UK, slow. I think it will be. I think we're probably going to have to wait three to four years really taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's like a, AI or uh, AR or any any other new technology mm-hmm. that comes in that's really useful. It's mm-hmm. a really slow adopter. So I think some. I think brands who are starting now. Uh, I would say they're starting at the right time. I wouldn't say they're starting. Uh, if they're starting now, they're going to get a, a lot. They're going to get a lot of value in a few years. Mm-hmm. If they don't, if they wait, 
until it's too late, like Facebook, <laughs> then to get on board is going to cost them a hell of a lot more money. Yes, I think I completely, completely agree with you. And I think the best part about media and advertising industry is that it keeps introducing these new platforms, these new trends, and, you know, it sort of updates itself with time. Um, and Johnny, c- coming back to this new trend, do you think voice marketing is the best alternative to blanket or traditional advertising in a way for brands? So do I think it's going to be a more efficient alternative? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that it will it will be just in the park. It will be, you know, alongside Facebook ads, uh, LinkedIn ads, mm-hmm. ads um, physical newsletters. I mm-hmm. just go in the mix. I, I, I can't see it being more important than than any other. I think for search, it's mm-hmm. going to make a big difference. I think for visibility generally, it depends who you who you kind of pitch your wagon. So if you're working mm-hmm. with podcasters, students, mm-hmm. developing uh, specific podcasts like for niche communities, that's going to really work. That's going to make a difference to um, the way that you can communicate in a constructive way. It's got to be very clever. It's got to be very nuanced. You've got to think about the strategic way to do that. Brands that jump, I think voice will go into the mix, but the one will be more specific. And I think that's going to take a certain intellectual consideration of how that works within a particular audience. So it's, so it's not like, because voice isn't like, there's lots of fitness brands, uh, uh, I won't mention them, retailers in the UK, but, you know, we'll just put people wearing very little uh, focusing on certain body parts. Influences on Instagram and TikTok. I, you know, as a marketing company, we think this is crass and lazy. And there's just no intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, and any kind of audio marketing will require mm. some level of intellectual engagement. And that is going to stop, um, that's going to be preventative for brands that are doing particularly who, again, just rely on lazy marketing. Um, and so that, I actually think that's a great change. I think that's going to be, I think that's really good because it means that brands that are thoughtful, considered, who are selling products with cleaner systems are going to be more at the forefront than just the... the, the, the like. Talking about, uh, you know, these campaigns, I think for every campaign to work, uh, segmenting the target audience is, is very crucial, you know. So talking about the mix or talking about just voice marketing, what kind of target audiences, according to you, are suitable? It's very broad. It's very, very broad. Mm-hmm. 
so anybody anybody and everybody will will be interested in voice marketing to some extent obviously radio is kind of i'd say national radio is is kind of dead so mm-hmm. niche radio is it's the same as like television nobody mm-hmm. watches bbc all day but they all watch mm-hmm. netflix or or amazon all day it's mm-hmm. it's the way that things are changing so uh, I think audience segmentation mm-hmm. can be engaged with audio marketing. Mm-hmm. The, the challenge is the nuance and how you portray that information and how you move forward. Mm-hmm. So just in the same way that video is you know, really kind of, it really just works, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do think there's probably, from what I'm seeing, there's definitely an age difference. So, video, very much short form video, mm-hmm. great if up until you're, depends, <laughs> depends how old you are. But, um, mm-hmm. Up until 25 is, mm-hmm. um, is compelling because it's. You know, because of the, the effect it has on, on people's brains. Um, but with the psychology of how it works, voice is, is more mature. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking of segmenting audiences, it's 25 and above, are choosing mm-hmm. to engage and consume more audio than ever before and in some cases more audio than video you know you can sit down and you can do a crossword puzzle jigsaw or depending on the instrument or you can do something in the background whilst you're listening any kind of audio episode so there's I think I think there are a lot of advantages to voice that yeah. propel it. That's true. That's true. And to be honest, it's really fascinating to see how message delivering mediums are evolving with time since the early 20s with Facebook. And I believe now with Alexa and Spotify, it has just broken the glass ceiling. Well, on that note, let's move on to our last segment advice of the day i'm sure among our listeners there might be many passionate marketers and evolving entrepreneurs so johnny what piece of advice would you like to give them as somebody who in normal times uh, pre-covid times and definitely post-covid times towards Mm -hmm. schools universities colleges giving talks um trying to inspire the next generation of uh, writers and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. One thing I always come back to is that whatever you're passionate about, whatever it is you want, whatever you imagine, mm-hmm. how distant that may appear to Start. Whatever it is, start to it doesn't matter, you know. It's, it's got, I, just to give you an example, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2016, I said, you know, I said we're going to open offices in Japan. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And everybody I'd spoken to, particularly you know, enterprise level organizations, were like, we mm-hmm. and we had, you know, an eight figure budget and we couldn't do it. Um, and within six months, we had offices in Japan and we had a raft of clients. We were working with the, the public sector as well as the private sector, and it worked. And mm-hmm. I could have, and there's been many times in my life where I could have gone, that's too big. I'm, <laughs> that's, too, that's too far away. You know, I, I'm a council estate kid from the Midlands. You know, I know what it's mm-hmm. like to not afford heating or. Uh, you know, you, you, your parents to, to to not eat in the right way so they can feed you. Uh, you know, it, it was a uh, so I so statistically, I'm an anomaly. I'm not meant to have achieved what I've achieved. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think there are a few things that have helped me along the way. Uh, people are vital. People are important. So you've got to. Uh, give as much love and care to the people that you that you're around. Secondly, you've just got to believe in yourself and go for it. You've just got to begin. Don't even consider the idea of whether you believe it will be a re- reality or not. Just begin. It's like that thing of you know you get up in the morning. I get up super early in the mornings, and I train first thing. And uh, <clears throat> if you wait. So if you say I'm going to train tomorrow morning, I'm going to I'm going to do this exercise. If you get up in the morning, mm-hmm. and then as soon as you wake up, you go, I'm just going to give it another five minutes. <laughs> a second, do I put it off? Is it that important? Blah blah blah. Before you know it, you've talked yourself out of doing the thing. You know is going to help you and be important for you. So you, the only way to beat procrastination. Is to procrastinate, procrastinating. Wow! So you just do. So you know this dilly dally bit that I do. This you know, but I'll do that later. I'm I'm going to train now. I'll do that later. Um, and it is that. It's just do it. Don't overthink it. Don't even uh, consider what you're doing. Just do it. And you know, once you do that, it it all comes together. So my advice is whatever it is start now i think these are really words of wisdom well to be cherished and i i am going to cherish these these words for the rest of my life and thank you thank you so much johnny for joining us today and sharing this insightful and valuable information with us oh, thank you ever so much for inviting me it's a, it's a pleasure and thank you for your astute questions as well it's it's great to um, flesh out some really interesting concepts. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Someone rightly said that changes give birth to various opportunities. And today's episode just enlightened this quote. You can listen to this episode on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode of What the Trend. And I will see you guys soon with yet another trend and guest. Till then, stay curious and stay safe.